So, you think you love allocated whiskey? Well, I got some of it here, and I'm gonna give it blind to the biggest celebrity I know. So if you wanna see if he likes it, stick around. All right, Tony. So you are, this is your third podcast. My third, my third visit with you, man. Yeah, yeah and um, which is amazing. Uh, you are the only person that's been on three times, I believe. And we need to start a little plaque. Yeah, like a plaque. Right, and yeah. your name would be on it for yeah. sure. <laughs> so here's the setup. Uh, we have three highly allocated whiskeys. And uh, Lindsay, who opted not to be on camera, despite the fact that I begged her to come on. I watched it. He groveled. I did grovel. And she said no. Um, and so she poured these for us blind. So you can confirm we have no idea which yeah. of these are no. in which glass. No, exactly. I did make him leave the room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We left the room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We both left the room. Yeah. Yes. Um, although I don't think it would be hard for me to determine which one... Uh, is in which, but I'm curious to see how you like it. Mm -hmm. A little backstory. So Tony is a musical artist. Um, he's had a very long career. We know who he is because he he started on the Mickey Mouse Club, um, and uh, I you know just. Uh, <laughs> Am I have fallen? <laughs> <laughs> correct, correct me if I say anything that's too crazy off. Yeah, no. Uh, give me, give me some marketing puffery, okay? Yeah. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the the, the spiel for totally, Tony. Luke. Totally cool. Man. All right, so Mickey Mouse Club. Um, there he is on with Justin Timberlake and what's the really good look, good looking one? Um, the there are a few, but. No, no, the guy, the the other guy, oh, JC Chazé from NC? yeah, JC from NC, oh, Ryan, Ryan Gosling, yeah, the um, handsome man, the handsome one, and then <laughs> um, and then the girls were yeah, uh, Brittany, Christina, Christina Brittany, Russell. and Carrie Russell, which was his kind of high school sweetheart, and while she had her TV show Felicity, they were dating, living together. So he has like countless crazy stories of like <laughs> hanging out in Hollywood. Uh, wrote like the wedding song for Kevin Costner and his wife. <laughs> we have covered some ground. Yeah, <laughs> at, like he he like has been on uh, Mark Anthony's private yacht. Mm -hmm. um, like all kind, like the craziest stories like you could ever think of. Like, and you were on The Voice. Yeah, and uh, came in third. Third. Was it? Third. Third. Um, third on some bullshit. <laughs> we're gonna bleep that out. Yeah. Um, because. Uh, Christina had some beef or something, I don't know. But anyways, the, yeah. the story was not all that great, um, and he was not allowed to win, as he probably would have. <laughs> Still got signed with Adam Levine. You know, so storied career. Is that yeah. a fair... That is a, that is a perfect uh, word for it. Okay. Storied. <laughs> storied career. So, and every time we get together, he tells me another insane Hollywood story that I'm like, Jesus Christ, bro, I have <laughs> recorded you for hours. How is this the first time I'm hearing the story? Um, so, so yeah. Um, so, so that's why he's here. Um, so, let's drink some whiskey and, and talk. All right. All right. So, wait, you, were, were, you said not in the same order? We're not going to taste the same one at the same time? Is that uh, no, 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 no. I'm saying uh, don't. Uh, people sometimes drink like they read, and they'll drink one, two, three. One, two, three. Yeah, okay. One, two, three. And it's like, okay, well, now two tastes like one because you kept tasting it after one. Mm -hmm. Right? So you can taste one, two, three, but then taste three, one, two, and then two, three, one, or, you know, just move it around. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Sure.
primarily responsible for the massive resurgence of bourbon that we're experiencing oh, right now. Is that what a is that? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I know which one he tasted. Um, <laughs> holy sh! These two are very similar. This one was <laughs> not at all yeah. similar. So for those of you playing at home, try and guess uh, whether or not it was Old Forster Birthday Bourbon, Van Winkle Lot B, or the Willet Purple Top that shocked him. Thinking about proof. So let's talk about proofs. So the Birthday Bourbon is 104. Um, the Van Winkle Lot B is going to be 90.4, so it's a little bit lower. And the, um, the Willet Purple Top is a seven year and it is 121.8. Okay. And it is um, <laughs> Dirt Road Anthem for those of you <laughs> that are following along at home, no. which I tried to look information up on this and all I could find is like country music. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This. Uh... I'm going to guess. Is that how this works? Do I guess at some point, or do you? Uh, um, I probably don't guess, right? Probably for fun. Let's um, mm -hmm. let's rank them one, two, and three for you. Oh my god, that's so pungent. <laughs> okay. Like that's just like, <clears throat> like I I, I got to relocate my jaw. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh lord. This is a. Uh, If I had to have you pour me a glass of one of these right now, mm -hmm. I would go with number two. You're going with two, okay. Um, it's just, it's it's subtle, soft, it's got like that buttery texture. This first one, <coughs> first one here, similar notes, but just. And when he the, says first one, he means the one, the one on, on uh, our right, I think your left. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, this would be something that tastes a little like higher proof, maybe, a higher proof version of the middle. It's okay. Just, it, it seems a bit similar. This one over here is is Odd Man Out. It, it's got all of that leathery, you know, um, tire tasting. Okay, burnt like, tire? Really? A little burnt yeah, tire yeah, in yeah, there yeah. for you? Like okay. real um, put hair in your chest kind of bourbon, you know. All right. Uh, Maybe let's, I'm crazy. But no, you're that's, not. That's, you're not. That's, that's um, that's not the flavor that I get, but it is a definitely robust flavor. There's so much going on in there. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, all right, well, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So can you um, confirm for me? Do you know which is which from where you're sitting? Pretty, mm -hmm. pretty girl. Okay. So just to confirm, um, and your this is your number one? That's my favorite. Yeah. And this would be your number two, and two. probably this one's three? That one, it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the middle one is Van Winkle Lot B. The third one is Old Forcer Birthday Bourbon. And this one is uh, the Willow Purple Top. When you said the Dirt Road Anthem? Yeah, that's what I was like, well, that's. Right. It's <laughs> gotta be Dirt Road <laughs> Anthem. Rubber and the leather and the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so the. I, I have not been able to confirm, but this distillery has two sets of uh, distillery equipment to make whiskey. Mm -hmm. They have a, a column still, which is what was used to make these two whiskeys. And then they have a pot still, which most American bourbons are not made on a pot still. That's okay. like what they used to make scotch and Irish mm -hmm. whiskeys and rums. Okay. And it leaves a lot of the oils and flavor compounds that we call congeners in the whiskey. And so it's like way more robust. And I'm thinking that this has pot still whiskey in it, but I I tried to look up the barrel number and I couldn't figure it out. 
But it's definitely a much bolder. What's incredible though is like looking at this label. I mean, first of all, I, I wouldn't have guessed. This looks like you know, I wouldn't have guessed that that is a hardcore, you know, uh, bourbon. First of all, but the second of all, it like I would, I would have probably paired like that. With, you know, like the Talladega Nights kind of thing. Like, yeah, something a little more like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the the backstory is is that uh, the Willett family's been in the bourbon industry for a very long time, and they're a large independent bottler, so they bottle whiskey for a lot of other company, companies. Um, and for a long time, they weren't making whiskey; they were buying whiskey from their friends, and they were aging it and bottling it. And they ended up with some really high age, really high quality whiskey from other distilleries that didn't normally release whiskey at that age, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so they would buy stuff from Jim Beam and then age it way beyond what Jim Beam normally does and then they'd release it and people are like, holy crap, Will it's like really good. These people know how to pick good whiskey. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of what they're releasing now isn't that higher age stuff. Um, and. And but as a result of their legacy of what they've been able to build, build, typically, if if somebody buys barrels from somebody else and sells them in their own label, like I do for the the prideful goat, Go. um, in this economy right now, it's usually around twelve dollars per year of age is what the market oh. expects. Something like that, sure. you know. So. You know, a six years gonna be 65, 75 bucks. People are happy with that, something like that. Yeah. Um, this bottle, I think, was I can't remember if it was two twenty five or two ninety nine, something like that. It's a seven year, and um, typically their bottles trade on the secondary for a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars per year of age. And so there's so little of it, and people want it so bad because of the yeah. history. Okay. And so obviously, you know the history of Van Winkle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they their popularity is kind of what got the world to start paying attention to bourbon again. Yeah. And then Old Forester is um, they have a, a a lot of great products, um, and probably one of the most popular that. People love is this one. It's Old Forester nineteen twenty. Yeah, prohibition style. Um, yeah. And so they have a series that are like the way that they made whiskey in 1890, 1897, You know, nineteen ten, nineteen twenty, and that's um, the distillery row, row series. Uh, but this is their annual release, and it's it's really good. Uh, typically on a Old Forester product, I get a lot of like banana runts type flavors, but mm, yeah. for this one, I get more cherry, which is interesting. Which is what um, in, in rum they call the hogo. Hogo, okay. It's uh, like the banana e. You know when a rum gets like really robust, like okay. a darker rum. Uh, some of the the, the Jamaican rums and, and even the the French, you know, like if it was a real punchy rum, something that's totally going to tweak the recipe of a of a mixed drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call that hogo. Hogo, okay, yeah, which yeah. Is kind of a cool thing. So Jamaican rum, super different from everywhere else. Um, do you know why? Uh, well, I, I... Do you know what a dunder pit is? I, this rings a bell. I have, like, read through all of this, but I did not, like, you know, pretend it to me. So, so typically, when you ferment, you ferment in, like, some sort of a, a, a vessel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, in Jamaica, they dig a hole in the ground mm-hmm. and pour all the stuff in there, and then they're like, Nature, come do your thing! <laughs> and then uh, stuff gets in, 
uh-huh. the pit, uh-huh. and whatever gets in there gets in there. Ambient yeah. yeast come in sure, and sure. eat up the sugars, dead birds, whatever happens yeah. to be there. And then Hoga, right? And so, uh, I've uh, Lindsay's favorite whiskey is um, Angel's Envy yeah. Rye, and um, I am involved in developing a brand that has rye whiskey. We decided to do a finish, and I was like, uh, so I'm just gonna like the T-shirt. I want to wear my brown boots, so I picked a blue T-shirt, right? I want my wife to be happy, so if we're gonna do a finish, let's make the one she likes, right? And then we're gonna sell it to you know. 60,000 people, yeah. right? Because Lindsay likes Angels Envy Rye, right? It, that totally makes yeah. sense. So uh, we went to go get rum barrels, and they're, everyone's like, we have Jamaica. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no Jamaican yeah, 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 yeah. rum barrels. Yeah. Please and thank you. Yeah, so. Um, all right, so let's, uh, I don't want to go for too, too long. Okay. Right. But uh, if, if I had to ask you for a quick celebrity story <laughs> that's like like the most unbelievable um well okay that was probably the most unbelievable thing was uh, to having toured with mark anthony and became pretty close friends over a very short period of time at the end of the tour um he just wanted to kind of like hang out for days on end he had a, a a villa in the dominican and we hung out for a bit and then he had uh, he had this yacht uh, up in miami that after time in the dominican he wanted to just go like spend some time in his yacht he and his brother had recently bought a a k like on their own island <laughs> out in the bahamas or somewhere and they were uh, going to miami to like outfit it and they were gonna go shop on a shopping spree and he just wanted someone to come like buy all this random stuff he was doing very well uh, at that time I guess uh, and we were hanging out one night on this boat in the Miami uh, harbor there marina and he was telling me that he just bought this this Hummer up in New York and we were sitting down and, and this is when Hummers were like brand new yeah like no was, one had this one was 2002 Okay. It was literally 20 years ago. And yeah. he I just bought this hammer. I'm like, what? Oh, my God. He goes, he goes yeah, and my, and my nephew's going to drive it down from uh, just from, the, from Harlem. He's coming down. Like, <laughs> like, when? Tonight. Like, what are you talking about? Like, seriously, his nephew had just driven like through the night and the next day from New York and was going to dr- literally drive it to the parking lot of the marina. And uh, we were sitting there <laughs> with some friends mid-movie, like, hey, he's like, and he had a, he had a, I think, had a two-way, like a yeah, Blackberry yeah. two-way, one of them was back then. And he's like, oh, he's here, he's here, let's go. I was like, what are you talking about? Let's go. So we, like, we all like, put our shoes on, and we all go down the, the plank, we walk down the dock, and we go back to the parking lot of the marina, and there's this, like, brand new black, you know, incredible hunger. It's like, wow, bro, you just you just bought that. That's right. that's super And cool. had someone driving right, from and, New York to nephew, Miami. And then this like this kid was like 17, 18 years old, and his, <laughs> and his homie gets out and then like just just like out of their minds. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. And he's like, let's take it for a ride. I'm like, cool. So I go to get in the back seat and Mark was like, no, no, you drive. <laughs> like, no. No, I'm not driving. No, no, you drive. So I was, I, I had a girl that I was kind of like, you know, trying to date there that I was with, hanging out there, and, and, and he had his friend, and the two of them got in the back seat, and I got in the front seat with uh, this girl that I was kind of courting at the time, and she was dropped gorgeous, she was like this Puerto Rican bombshell girl, and right. she's sitting shotgun, and I'm driving. And you're like, and, stick with me, babe, and he wants, and he wants to go, <laughs> and he wants to go down, like, you know, Ocean Avenue, and I'm just like... 
I got this. <laughs> you know, like try to keep my stuff together, you know, like and we're cruising. Like cuz you can't drive, you, know, you can't go, go too fast down the main drag there. So we're just like, you know, like slow mover, try to act like <laughs> <laughs> like you belong there. Like I belong behind the wheel of a 2003, you know, right. Hummer uh fresh off the lot, you know, like who oh my god. Um, and I just remember thinking like, and I just looked back in the back seat and like, are you sure about this? And he was like, he's like, yeah, it's cool, right? I'm right. like, yeah, yeah, totally. How would you know? I'm the one doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, this is so cool. Oh my God. It was just like, but it was, it, it was one point where I was just like, it, everything kind of slows down to like that slow-mo, mm. you know, um, you know, just super slow. Like, oh my God. I just noticed everything. Like, I was like, this is happening. <laughs> I will never forget this. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, probably if I had to like go like the most ridiculous, you're never going to believe this kind of stories, that would probably be it because that's pretty amazing. All right, so we're going to keep this series going. Um, and anytime that you see me talk about having the most famous person I know on the podcast, you should pay attention. <laughs> Maybe next time we'll talk about how a mafia boss almost had him knocked off because of his daughter being in love with him. Or maybe next time we'll tell the story about how he kind of fell in love with Kevin Costner's wife. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But if this is your first time watching the podcast, I'd love to thank you for the view and also let you know we have a show philosophy that we like to share. And that is that we like to bring people together around bourbon because bourbon has a tendency to bring people together. And the reason why that's important to me is because I lost my brother to suicide in 2014. And in the aftermath of that, I was looking for opportunities to help create connection because I realized that my brother probably wouldn't have made that decision if he truly had a community that he felt like he belonged to and people that he could rely on. And that's part of the reason why I started this podcast, because I figured if I can get you connected to whiskey, the whiskey will do the rest of the job <laughs> and get you connected to people. And then you have a family around you. But um, in the process of getting involved in the whiskey world, I saw the ugly underbelly of social media. And we call them whiskey trolls, Tony. Mm. It's like they they're terrible. They're I don't know if their moms didn't hold them enough when they were a baby or maybe they held them too much, but they're, they're hateful to people online. But that made me realize that if they can hate you online, even though they don't know you, that there's nothing that keeps me from loving you online, even though I don't really know you. And that's why I end every podcast the same way. And that's this. If you woke up this morning and you're unsure whether or not anyone loved you, just know that I love you. We'll see you next time. A whiskey troll is a person who seeks negative attention and uses contrarian attitudes to derail civil discussion in online forums. They communicate in ways they never would face to face because they're keyboard warriors. Their only goal is to make other people feel inferior. Hey guys, I'm new here. I just got my first Blanton's. And trust me, you probably paid way too much. I don't care much about the Blanton's, but nice <laughs> There's no way that she didn't buy that at secondary. Idiot. Oh, I know how you got that bottle. So, are you sick and tired of the whiskey trolls running your fun online? Well, that's why we started Bourbon Real Talk Community. Congratulations. Let me know what you think when you open it up. Hey, welcome to the group. Let me send you over a sample of Blanton's Gold and straight from the barrel. See how you like those. I remember back to my first bottle of Blanton's. It was the birthday to my son. 
and we enjoy it every year on his birthday. Congrats. So if you're looking to connect with some people online who aren't head over to facebook.com and join Bourbon Real Talk community today.